Good morning, everyone. I hope your morning has been going well with you, and I'm not going to waste your time with a lot of preliminaries, but to get into this message, and we have a special song at the end. If you know Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me, we're going to be singing that at the end. Can I get an amen? amen? So you try to remember those lyrics Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me, and we're going to have several people to come up here, and if you would like to join us, you're quite welcome. Part five, titles of the Holy Spirit, Spirit of Truth, Spirit of Grace, Spirit of Grace, and Supplication. I intend not to just reiterate whatever the Lord has given me on these pages. But if you feel led to speak up, and I hope you do, I hope you'll go along and I'll tell you what that means. In other words, I hope you speak up. Part five, as I said, titles of the Holy Spirit, Spirit of Truth, Spirit of grace, spirit of grace and supplication. Part two, let me, let's get you and me started with the whole picture. You can see it on the screen. You can see it up here. Jesus is talking. This is so important. That's why I'm hesitating. I want you to get this. I want you to indulge in today's message, as well as the other messages that we bring from this pulpit. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Jesus is talking. Listen to what he says, and I'm going to repeat that over again. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, very important, another, that he may be with you. How long, ladies and gentlemen? Forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it does not behold him, talking of the Holy Spirit, or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. And before I go on to the next page, I'm going to ask you a very solemn question. And this goes for me too. Because he abides with you, the paraclete, I'm going to mention that again. The word para means alongside. And kletas means called. So the Holy Spirit is called to abide with every born-again Christian. But the last part really amazes me and will be in you. Can I get a witness? If you are a born-again Christian, the Holy Spirit is resonant, hopefully, he's at home in your very being. Colossians 1.27 puts it this way. Christ, I know I said Christ, in you. Christ in you. Number three. Remember the first slide and concentrate our attention on Spirit of truth. You see it underlined? And I know I'm going to get redundant today, so hang in there with me because that's my personal way of getting your attention. Spirit of truth, spirit of grace, spirit of grace and supplication. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Did you notice that? 
He says, I, meaning himself, will do it. Now, I'm going to say something right now. I know it's on the next page. Angels don't answer prayer directly. Can I get a witness? They have to go through a medium. And that medium is Christ Jesus. And not only that, Christ will answer your prayer. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I'm going to say something that I didn't intend to say or I didn't have on my mind. Do you love Christ? Do we truly love the Lord? If you love him, you will continue to grow and grow. And the old man, the corrupt man, will have none or practically none effect on you because you love to do what Jesus Christ tells us to do. And I swear, ask the Father and he will give you another. I keep emphasizing that, but I'll get to that. That he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not behold him nor know him. But you know him. I hope you don't get insulted when I say this. I'm not trying to insult anyone. But if you know him, he abides with you and will be in you. I'm telling you this right now. If you know Jesus Christ, he's going to change your character. And not only is he going to change your character, he's going to change the way we walk and we talk. You're not the same if you know Jesus Christ. You don't talk the same if you know Jesus Christ. He is gradually conforming you to his own image. But before we really get started with today's message, please take a very close look at verses 14 and 15, especially verse 14. I just repeated it already. If you ask, underline me, anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Get out of here, number five. A little humor here. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Doesn't this mean, I'm on number five, doesn't this mean that you can pray to Christ? Can I get a witness? Don't tell me that Jesus Christ is just another prophet, just another good teacher, just another anything. He is the God-man. And the Bible declares the written word of God declares that we can pray to Jesus. He's more than the angels. He's more than the prophets. He's more than anything that you can think of. Amen. Don't you let anybody tell you that you can't talk personally to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm going to read it again. Verse 14, if you ask me anything in my name. <coughs> Number six. Now going on to today's message, verse 16 and 17, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, I say this in all candidacy. When you get into the word of God, it burns in your soul. Can I get a witness? It's alive. Matter of fact, the Bible says it's sharper than a two-edged sword. 
I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Number seven. Person or non-person? Who am I talking about? Now I hope to draw you really into today's message. When you think about the following, gentleness, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, love, faithfulness, self-control, desire, passion. Do they remind you of the characteristics of a person or non-person? Let me say those over again, and I hope you will answer. Gentleness, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, love, faithfulness, self-control, desire, passion. Do they remind you of the characteristics of a person or not person? Please say person. Say person. Of course they do. Yet some people have the wrong Holy Spirit. He's a person. Now, let's fill in the blanks. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. The other day I faced a multiple of problems. And if you're a Christian, you're going to face something. What are you talking about, Brother Bruce? But a peace came over me. And I said, whatever happens... It's going to be all right. Can I get a witness? When you have the Holy Spirit resident within you, you can talk to the Lord Jesus. You can talk to God the Father. And he may indeed give you a peace that I don't know what's going to happen. But whatever happens, there's peace in my soul. Patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, I didn't finish it. There is no law. I'm going to ask you a personal question. I do not want you to raise your hand. When you love Jesus, there's peace. There's joy. One of the joys you have is knowing that you are one of God's children forever. Well, Brother Bruce, yesterday I, I sinned. So the peace goes away. But it comes back when you repent. I did not say you lost your salvation. I say sometimes we Christians fall into sin and the peace leaves. Can I get a witness? But when you confess your sins, and that's definitely true of me. And I'm sure it's true of you. He will wash you and cleanse you and restore that awesome peace. But not only that, a lot of us have trouble with patience. Can I get a witness? How about it? Everything in our life is not perfect. Come on now. How about gentleness? How about self-control? Talking to a man the other day. He was so hostile, I couldn't get a word in. I said, Lord, I need self-control. And you know he gave it to me? That's part of the Christian attitude. Kindness. When people, I'm not, I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal. Please don't even believe that. But these fruits are evident. Some are strong, some are weak. Let me repeat them. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
self-control. Number nine, assuming that you have said they are the hallmarks of a person. I'm going to repeat this again. Here Brother Bruce goes again. I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is a person. Number 10. Let me slow down. Biblically defining the personhood of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. The third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is a person, not a force or energy field. He conforms. I know I said conforms. He comforts. He grieves. He repeats. Let me slow down. Reproves, reproves, convicts, guides, teaches, and fills the Christian. Say fill. If you are a Christian, we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit, completely under control of the Holy Spirit. He is not the Father, and He is not the Son, Jesus Christ. Where did I get from? That, Christianity, cults, and religions. Number 11. Personal relationship with God the Father and His Son. The Holy Spirit is in relationship with the Father and the Son. Where do you get your proof? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Don't you know that the Holy Spirit wants to be with you? Can I get an amen? He demires, now wrong word, he desires fellowship with you. Listen closely. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. May grace, can you say grace? Grace. And peace be yours. Be yours in the fullest measure. He is in relationship with Christians. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. Amazing. It seemed good to an act of force? You're kidding. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these essentials. The Holy Spirit can be treated with personal ways, in personal ways. And Peter said, Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? Most of you know what went behind these accusations or these questions. He is wise. And number five, he can experience emotion and pain. Brother Bruce, why are you talking constantly about the Holy Spirit? Because there's a lot of church members who believe the Holy Spirit is an active force or something like electricity. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom, notice, wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and strength. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He can experience emotion and pain, but they rebelled and grieved. You can't grieve a force. You can't grieve electricity. His Holy Spirit, therefore, he turned himself to become their enemy. He fought against them. Number 14. Question. 
Wouldn't you say that the preceding scriptures also make a strong case for the personhood of the Holy Spirit? Let's view their titles again. Personal relationship with God the Father and His Son. Brother Bruce, I wonder when that happened. Now you're going to hear me repeat something. So let me make sure I know what I'm saying. Personal relationship with God the Father and the Son. I wonder when this personal relationship began. I'll tell you when it began. The Bible tells us so. In the beginning, the Father spoke to the Son. Let us make man in our image. But there's something that happened before that. In the beginning, God, when there was no created time, when there was no created universe, the Father and the Son had a relationship before time began. Can I get a witness? And may I add this? He, I don't know when this was, so don't ask me. I know that he devised a plan for you and me to get saved. He had a plan. This is not something, oh, Adam sinned. So we, no, he knew all the time that Adam and Eve were going to sin. And he had to counsel with his son. He said, I'm going to send my son. And he's going to be with you forever. And he's going to lay down his life for you and me. Let me repeat that again. Before time existed, the Father and the Son, and I dare not leave out the Holy Spirit, had a plan. He is in relationship with Christians. How is your relationship with Jesus Christ? How is it? I can't answer that for you. I can only answer for myself. The Holy Spirit can be treated in personal ways. He can be grieved. I'm going to say this, brother. I have no idea who I'm talking to. If you are living in sin, Christian, you are grieving in the you are grieving the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? If you're lying all the time, if you're getting intoxicated, that's right. Christians get intoxicated. Can I get a witness? If you're treating people badly, and I'm not picking on anybody, first person I need to pick on is myself, and all the other things. The Holy Spirit can be treated in personal ways. He is wise. He's wise. I've never known electricity to be wise. He can experience emotion and pain. I'm going to add this to comfort you and me. But the Holy Spirit is not going anywhere. He's never going to leave you, Christian. Can I get a witness? He's there. There was a song. He was there all the time. Number 15. Regardless what God's word says, and you need to get into the word of God. I'm about to tell you some things that other people say about the Holy Spirit. Regardless of what God's word teaches, take a look at what some others say. Jehovah's Witnesses. He's an impersonal Holy Spirit. He's not God, but rather an invisible active force from Jehovah. Mormonism, the Holy Spirit is different from the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is not God, but an influence or electricity like emanation from God or light of Christ. Continuing, Seventh-day Adventists, originally thought to be a force or power from God. Today, the Holy Spirit is un understood to be the third person of the Godhead. 
the unification church. The Holy Spirit is a feminine spirit who works with Jesus in the spirit world to lead people to some young moon. Can I get a witness? You better get into the words so that you know what you're talking about because the same person, the Holy Spirit, lived with every born again Christian. And you ought to know the difference. Maybe I ought to go over that list again, at least on page 16. Seventh-day Adventists originally thought to be a force or power from God. Today, the Holy Spirit is understood to be the third person of the God. Now they got it right. The Holy Spirit is a feminine spirit who works with Jesus in the spirit world to lead people to Sung Young Moon. My, my, my. Two others, page 17. The Holy Spirit is defined as the teaching of Christian science and personal force, uni unity school of Christianity. The Holy Spirit is the law of God in action, the executive power of the Father and Son, a definite thought in the mind of man. You must be kidding. But they're not kidding. Number 18. Let's continue with the message. Say grace. This is not, I'm just going to say this, and you're going to get it again, but I'm going to say it right now. By grace, by God's grace, you've been saved. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. What do you think it means? To be hung on a cross, naked. That's right, he was probably naked. And he endured the wrath of God for you and me. And he hung there for six hours. And he said, it it's finished. He paid the price for your redemption and mine. And there's not one thing you can add. You can't add your money. You can't add your cars. You can't add anything to the finished work of the Son of God. For by grace. And I like the text of the Greek. You have been saved. Which means it reaches back in the past and, and has existing results. You don't get saved and have to do it all on your own. He saves you absolutely, completely. Number 19. Spirit of grace. Warning, sinner. Warning, Satan. That's right. This goes for us, too. For if we keep on sinning willfully after re receiving the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much severer? Well, I thought when I died, it's over. And when I die, it's, it's, I don't have to worry about it. How much severe punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean, or common things some translations say, the blood of the covenant? What's the blood of the covenant? 
the blood of Jesus. That's the blood of the covenant. By which he was sanctified and has exalted the spirit. You see it, the spirit of grace. I'm going to say it again. I'm including myself. When we keep on sinning, you are, and I are trampling underfoot the Son of God. Can I get a witness? And there's a warning behind it. How much severer punishment. Oh, he's a good God. He wouldn't dare do that. You are mistaken. Christian and non-Christian, you're mistaken. I was talking to one of my brothers in Christ about two weeks ago. He said, I'm not making this up. You can check with him. I'm not going to tell you his name. God put me under such pressure and such discipline that I had to come back. Can I get a witness? You can come back and God will accept you all over again. And he didn't abandon you. You abandoned him. The spirit of grace. I better say that last verse again. How much severe punishment do you think he will deserve? Number 20. Here it is. For by grace you are saved through what, ladies and gentlemen? Faith. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. And I don't know who I'm saying it to. So many isms, so many people think they can get saved by just being a good person. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't do this. I don't do that. You're not saved because of what you do or what you don't do except one thing. If you refuse the eternal son of God's sacrifice for you once and for all, you're lost. For by grace are you saved through faith and not, not of yourself. It is the what of God. It's a gift. Brother Bruce, why do you keep emphasizing that? It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. You can't earn a gift. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You'll never boast about how good you are. Because we can never be good enough. Matter of fact, I'm going to insult you. The Bible says all our good deeds are just like filthy, disgusting rags before you got saved. Now, when you get saved, they start to count up. Can I get a witness? If you are a Christian, don't you know what you do after you get saved? Don't you want to hear, well done? Don't you want to hear that? For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Those good works are which God hath created, hath before ordained. Don't you know, Christian, God has a path for you to follow? And he's just waiting for you to get in line. Can I get a witness? He's got something for you and me to do. Not just be, sit on the bench. Here's a repeat. I'm just going to do verse 25 or verse 29. How much severe punishment do you deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean or common the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the spirit of grace? I didn't think I could insult a force. But I can insult a person. You can insult me. I can insult you. But I can't, I can't nearly insult a force, electricity. 21, 22. I'm not going to go over this again because I already have. 23. 
grace, I'm on page 23, spirit of grace and supplication, I will pour out on the house of David and on its inhabitants of Jerusalem. The spirit of grace and supplication so that they will look on me. I want you to get this. On whom they have pierced. I'm going to tell you right now, this is talking about God the Father. I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication so that they will look on me whom they have pierced and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son and they will weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping of a firstborn. 24. What is the meaning of firstborn? No, not going into that, but I will get into this meaning. Supplication. What's it mean? Properly to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior, to favor, bestow, implore, pray, supplication. So when it says a spirit of supplications, it could mean to stoop in kindness to an inferior, to favor, to implore, break, I shouldn't say break, pray, be merciful, make supplication, 25. I couldn't help saying this. When I was doing this sermon, kept running through my mind this text. But the will, but when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, He saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified. Say justified. justified. What's that being, Brother Bruce? Thank you. Say it again. Just as if I never sinned. That being justified by his grace, we might be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Can I get another amen? Amen. I'm going to read verse 5 again. I'm going to move on. He saved us. Well, I thought I couldn't know I got saved until I died. If you, get, if you die without Jesus, you're lost forever. There's no second chance. Don't let anybody tell you there's a second chance. There's no second chance. And I don't know if I should say this, and I, I'm going to say it, and I'm not trying to insult anybody. There's no such thing as purgatory. The only purgatory I know is the purgator. He who cleansed you and me from our own sin. That's the only pur... I can't say the word. I made that up. <laughs> he's the great cleanser. That's because he's a person. And to take away the finished work of the Lamb of God... This is what John said, and I'm getting off context. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes up the Greek word of Pharaoh and carries away the sin of the world. He took your sins away. He paid a price that you and I could never pay. Twenty-six. I will pour out from the house of David. I'm going to, I know I've already done this verse. The spirit of grace and supplication. 
27. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced. This is from the British Family Bible. St. John plainly quotes these words in 1937 and applies them to our blessed Savior, of whom alone they can be understood, for none could speak them about anyone else who was both said, ladies and gentlemen, God and man. Here he goes again. That's right, here I go again. In the beginning was the Lagos. And the Lagos was eternally existing with God. And the Lagos, John 1, 1, was God. I will pour up upon the house of David the spirit of grace and supplication for the spirit of grace is not at the disposal of any creature. And he is and is only in the power of God that he was man. Now don't forget, I just read back in the Old Testament, it referred to, and they will look on him whom they have pierced. But Brother John applies this to Jesus. That he was man appears from the following words, me whom they have pierced. For if he had not been a man, he would not have been capable of being pierced for them. These words, therefore, were spoken by Christ, the only person in the entire world, and may I add the entire universe, who could pretend to be I like what he says, pretend. But God and man. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear. And immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified and his testimony is true. I'm amazed. I'm amazed by this. How many times have we met people on the street who you witness to? The Bible's just another book written by man. It's not until you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ or some other particular thing that the Holy Spirit convicts you that the Word of God is the written Word of God in the Bible. For these things came to pass to fulfill the Scriptures. Not a bone of him shall be broken. If you know a little history, and I'm assuming you do, and then I'm going to move on to 29. Did you know when Jesus hung on the cross, when they went to break his legs, he had already died, fulfilling the scriptures. Twenty-nine. identifying more closely that another person. Now I'm going to interrupt this. I had said he's going to send you another comforter. And some of you know this, so, so forgive me for saying this. Say the word another. Did you know the word another is the Greek word alas, A-L-L-O-S. It means another person of the same kind. When Jesus sent the comforter, he met, he gave you someone just like himself. Can I get a witness? He didn't give you an inferior thing. He gave you someone just like himself. It 
if there therefore be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill my joy that you may be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but on the things of others. Do you know a true Christian will put himself behind others and put other interests of people first? Can I get a witness? It's not always me, 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 me. Or you, you, you. It's other people. And I see many people in this church and others put other people first. And I don't want to name anybody because I might miss somebody. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God. Now, I know some translations say, for thought it not robbery, it says he emptied himself. That's okay. But made himself of no reputation. He emptied himself and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Why did he humble himself, Brother Bruce? For you and me. And being found and fastened as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient unto death. Even the death of a cross. Wherefore, God also highly exalted him. Well, if he was already exalted, why did God the Father exalt him? Because he's both God and man in heaven. Did you realize that? There's a man in heaven, a glorified man. And he mediates for you and me. And has given him a name above, not every other name like some translator. He's given a name above all names. That the name of Yeshua, that's the Hebrew word for salvation. Every knee, you're going to bow now or you're going to bow later. He's Lord. And it, let me slow down. L, capital L O. R-D. He's Yahweh. That's who he is. He's Yahweh. The name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, things in heaven and things in earth. Get that. Things in heaven. The angels are going to bow to Jesus. And things in earth. That's you and me and things on earth. Even the demons are going to confess he's Lord. He's Lord. He's God. Surprise. That's right. This is a surprise. And I pray the Father and he shall give you what kind of comforter? Another comforter of the same kind. And he will abide for you forever. After having made an atonement for the sin of the world and in your sin and my sin in particular, he became the mediator between God and man and through my and through his mediation and intercession shall all the blessings of grace and glory be acquired. I have two pages to go. I'm going to remind you again, at the end of the sermon, we, I hope a few of you will come up here. I know that one person is coming up. We're going to sing, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me, if we can get it up. The word parakletos signifies not only a comforter, but also an advocate. A defender of a cause. Who defended your cause? Well, I thought this was about the Holy Spirit. It is. But Jesus operated under the exclusive power of God, the Holy Spirit. Everything he did, thought, word, and deed. Counselor. Patron. 
mediator, crisis thus termed. Well, the common translation under the word advocate. Christ is thus called because he is represented as transacting the cause. Let me slow down. Concern of your soul. Don't you know he's concerned with your soul? Some of you are going to walk out and say, hey, that's just another sermon. I hesitate to say, but I willingly say, you and I, that's right, you and I might not live another heartbeat. I'm going to ask you this question before I finish this. Where are you going to spend eternity? Don't you let a false prophet tell you that hell is the grave and it's when you're dead, you're dead. I got one more page. The Holy Spirit is thus called because he transacts the cause of God and Christ with us. He explains to us the nature and import. He explains to us the nature and importance of the great atonement. Say great atonement. This, when Jesus died and rose again, it was this, not any atonement. It was the great atonement. It's atonement that cannot be repeated. What's atonement mean? I heard a long time ago. If this is a tree... God, God's lightning rod of wrath was poured out on his son. Can I get a witness? You know what? I'm just in time. Shows the necessity. Who shows the necessity? The Holy Spirit. When you come to realize that you're a lost sinner and you're on your way to eternal separation with God in his wrath, only the Holy Spirit can do that. Some of you are going to continue just like it was nothing at all. Let me say this and I'm done. It's a fearful thing. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. He's not a dead God. He's the living God. And someday you and I are going to meet him in judgment or you're going to be welcome into his kingdom. 